welcome to You Asked Why. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of You Asked Why, where we take some wise of life and offer perspectives into the unconventional, conventional way of living life. Hi, I'm the host, Lee Wen. Hi, I'm Regina. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm Jocelyn. Today, we'll be discussing toxic masculinity and of course, you might be wondering like, how can four girls here understand what toxic masculinity is? So, we have invited two very special guests with us who might understand toxic masculinity better and can offer more experiences and better advice to guys out there. Okay, so um, the first question is, could you briefly introduce yourself? Well, my name is Asher. I'm a social worker by training. I currently serve as the executive director of a, of a social service agency called Limitless. Um, if I was to kind of like talk about Limitless, Limitless is a non-profit that works with young people from the age of like 1 to 25 years old. Um, we primarily provide mental health treatment um, for mental problems as well as mental illnesses. Right through counseling, therapy, and casework, um, and other and other community related uh, interventions as well. We also do outreach, you know, things like talks, workshops, booths, social media stuff, right? Um, with regards to public education about youth mental health. Hello everyone, I'm Aloysius Al, 22, currently studying at NUS. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast to talk about a topic I hold close to my heart. Hey, thank you for that introduction. So, moving into the topic, right? So, to you, what do you think toxic masculinity is? Like, do you have any examples or signs that you observe around you? I think toxic masculinity is, um, in my opinion, right? And I don't know if it's correct, but my opinion is this. The toxic masculinity is... Uh, it's what happens when a culture of men, right, expects, creates the expectation for men to be overly strong. Meaning that they cannot say that I get hurt. They cannot say that I, I, uh, I'm not okay. Right? Because that, that toxic masculinity essentially says that I'm a man, I deal with my problems. And one thing that I do notice about people who do fall into this trap is that besides this, I'm a man, I need to be strong, I need to be brave. It also comes, I need to be alone. You know, nobody out there is going to look out for me. I need to take care of myself. That is toxic masculinity. Yeah. There are many definitions and examples of toxic masculinity. To generalize them, they are basically a set of behaviors that reinforces male superiority, often using intimidation or violence to maintain that sense of power. However, what I bring to this podcast today is the idea of toxic masculinity that causes boys or men to feel the need to conform to certain gender norms. I personally believe that this is still very prevalent in our society, where boys or men feel the need to suppress their emotions and feelings, to look and to appear tough. This also includes how some males look down on other males who appear feminine. 
So do you think like there are any reasons for this? I think culture. <laughs> so so we think about like you know culture culturally I, I think there's there's this expectation on men to be like you know this this strong thing, right? This uh this infallible object, this unmovable object. And and um and while there is some truth to to you know strength that can come, you know, with regards to men, you know, it, it's I think sometimes culture takes it a bit far, whereby you know you're expected to be the man of the house, right? That's that's true. Right, but are you also expected to be the anchor, the weight, the only one that can hold everything together? Right, you know, so so then then it becomes it becomes problematic. Yeah, so culture, in on one hand, right, culture, you know, like things that were passed from generation to generation, sometimes, right, may not be the best. Yeah, and and at the same time, it doesn't. Doesn't always just get passed from generation to generation. It's like a broken telephone kind of issue, right? So from one generation, you know, to the other generation, then then you know maybe maybe you know one generation that that there's like they're very broken people, you know, and, and we talk about like broken families, and the next generation, you know, the the man says like I'm never gonna be like my father, right? I'm gonna do everything alone. I'm gonna be strong and all that, right? You know, and then then he maybe he creates this environment where like, the children grow up like feeling like hey, I'm not loved, right? So that's what that's what a man is gonna be like, right? But but I I believe this okay that yeah that's that's not <laughs> that's not very true, right? But I think time right culture and at the same time also I I think a lot of times um it's not just about like how I grew up but the environment that I grew up in, meaning that the things I consume, the books I read, the people I meet, the you know the comic books that I read, right, the, the shows that I watch, right? Sometimes that can also create this culture of toxic masculinity. Yeah, like think about how many superheroes are female and think about how many superheroes are male. I think it's a very stark difference. <laughs> right? Think about the Avengers, how many females are there? <laughs> one <laughs> so think about how many males there are right there's so many more <laughs> so so we, we think about it from that perspective right um you know sometimes also pop culture creates this this uh this belief that that men must must be the hero yeah and heroes don't don't cry on don't bleed on in singapore Many of us place this blame on national service to be the root cause of such toxic behaviours. Notably, women's rights activist Corinna Lim recently labelled national service as a hyper-masculine experience. While I agree that instances of toxic masculinity do occur during training, placing the blame solely on national service conveniently sidesteps the wider problem of toxic masculinity in society. Growing up, Parents and teachers constantly encourage young boys to suppress their emotions. I'm sure many of us will have heard the phrases such as big boys don't cry or be a man. This inevitably results in young boys growing up to become less open about their feelings as compared to women for fear of being seen as feminine. Similarly, media often depicts masculine men as desirable 
while thin or small men are conversely seen as unattractive. This is further worsened with the proliferation of social media, where we often witness friends or influencers posting their gym pics. This has resulted in many young boys to not feel confident and feel the need to be big and look tough. Such toxic behaviours are also seen in schools from a young age, where boys who are smaller in size are often called weak or even worse, gay. Therefore, instead of blaming national service as the base of toxic masculinity, society as a whole need to drop the stereotypes that the word men is associated to. So with like so many reasons that can lead to toxic masculinity, have you ever struggled with toxic masculinity yourself? Honestly, I don't think I have. <laughs> so, so I think I'm very blessed to have, you know, had grown up in an environment whereby, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in an environment whereby I was, you know, surrounded by people in church, for example. Right, who will tell me that, hey, real men cry. Real men can shed tears. Right, real men can say that they, they have a problem. Real men are not proud. Right, so I think for me, really, it was an environment that was very conducive to not, not having to deal with toxic masculinity. Of course, right, at the same time, right, you know, I, I also went to NS. Uh, <laughs> so, so I went to NS, I grew up in a boys' school. So, so I've seen toxic masculinity. Right. I've seen toxic masculinity in that in, in those environments. Like, you know, I, I, I have to I have to, you know. And sometimes I, I think when, you know, when, when, when we talk about those environments, it, it, it becomes an environment whereby you know you it's very cold. Right? There's there's no real emotional support. Yeah. Um rather there's you know, that's, that's an environment whereby bullying can take place. That's an environment whereby, you know, you're expected to suck it up. Right? That's an environment whereby, you know, you, you, people make fun of you, for example, for, for not being as tough all right, or as strong right, or, you know, as, uh, as emotionally, you know, emotionally like rock-like, right? You know, that as, as, uh, as they expect you to be. So, so I think I think those environments, right? In those environments, I have seen that happen. Yeah, then guys get made fun of for for breaking up a friend and crying. Guys get made fun of for for not, for example, not being you know not being sexually active. Right, guys get made fun of for 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 all sorts of reasons. You know, whereby whereby you know wearing pink. <laughs> So whereby you know people think or or, or there's that there's that kind of environment or, or culture in those situations whereby whereby you you can't do a lot of things or you are expected to act in a certain way. It's just because you're male. Yeah. Okay, because you mentioned right, like you don't have but you saw other people having like toxic masculinity. Uh have you ever like observed how it had affected their body image like how do you think toxic masculinity and body image are related? There is a relation. Yeah, there is a relation. When we think about toxic masculinity, a part of you know, some people who struggle with, with an environment that there is you know, toxic in this, in this, in this area, uh, also believe that to, to be masculine, I need to be physically masculine. 
So, you know, I need to be strong. I need to be big, right? Physically big. And, and I think that that also creates this situation whereby body image issues come to play. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think also, you know, with, with that being said also, this, this especially so in NS, right? You, you can't, you can't do as many pull-ups, you can't run as fast, or you're not strong enough, you can't pass your IPPT, you know, you, you become lousy. You're told that you're not good enough, right? So, so in, in, in those situations, you know, it can affect things like body image. I'm not strong enough, I'm not strong enough, and I'm not big enough. Do you have any advice or encouragement for people who might have suffered from documentary? I think actually right, the reality is that it's it's not really so much about the body image issue, I see. But it's actually more about like men feel like they cannot fail. They cannot get help. They cannot they cannot like cry, for example. They cannot be not okay. And I think that if you are in the environment, right, then you know it's it's important for you to kind of find a separate environment. You know, people who can support you for who you are. People who can say that, hey, it's okay to be not okay. Because men are not, right? You are human. And humans sometimes are not okay. You know, humans have feelings. You're not a piece of meat, right? If I punch you, you will bleed. <laughs> and that's the reality. Yeah. You know, and 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 if, if we think about it that way, think about your... Your, your environment, then who are the people that surround you? Who are the people that care for you? Who are the people, right, that you're allowing into your inner circle? And if you are in a space, right, whereby your inner circle is telling you that you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, it's not okay to be not okay, right, then you need to change your inner circle because that's not a supportive social circle. That's not a supportive social support system. Yeah. To all males listening to this podcast, know that it is perfectly fine to feel to cry and to feel emotions. It is okay to lock it, it is okay to not look or behave a certain way. To toxically masculine men, know that it's not right to shame others. The standards that you impose on yourself might not be true to others. So that's all I have for this topic. Thank you again for inviting me to share on this podcast. Hopefully in due time to come this issue of toxic masculinity will receive greater recognition in society. Thank you so much to Ashla and Aloysius for joining us today. We have learned a lot about toxic masculinity and honestly, we were really shocked about how guys might treat each other because of what they perceive as masculine. We hope that this episode was useful for the guys out there who are struggling with toxic masculinity. And we just want to say that if anyone has ever called you feminine or gay, which, can I just say, is so derogatory and rude, know that the problem here is not you, but them. If you need any extra encouragement, you can always drop us a follow at our Instagram, at knowyourworth. That is K-N-O-W-Y-O-U-R-W-O-R-R-T-H-H. Double R and double H. If any of you out there have suicidal thoughts, please do seek out help through the Samaritans of Singapore, also known as SOS. You can call their hotline at 1800 221 4444. I repeat, 1800 221 4444.
two two one four 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 four. Remember that you are loved, and we hope that you can accept yourself for who you are. Thank you.